Welcome to the Turkey Hunter Podcast, the original all-turkey, all-the-time podcast with your co-hosts Andy Galliano and Cameron Weddington. In our weekly podcast, we're going to bring you some wild turkey calling tips like this. From there, we're going to go into, she's aggravated, there's another hen that's challenged her, or she's challenging another hen, she's going to cut an excited yelp. Advice from old pro turkey hunters like this. The turkeys typically don't like, I think, more times than not, to travel in an easterly direction into the sun first thing in the morning, especially after he gets up. It's a blinding thing. It, it, it's just like you. It's hard for you to see into the sun. Mm-hmm. So if I have a choice, I'm going to try to make it so that I'm going to be on the west side in the morning east side in the afternoon of a turkey exciting live hunts like this holy crap they're coming teach you how to cook your bird with advice such as this with some fresh rosemary and garlic and then cool that off and spread that along the inside of that butterflied turkey breast that we've seasoned on both sides wildlife management tips for your property especially with turkeys like this if you look at the type of habitats that turkeys need for nesting and brooding that tends to be habitat that can be managed more successfully with growing season fire than with dormant season fire. And hopefully along the way, we'll get plenty of these. Well, on November the 28th of 1953, I was attached when I popped out of my mom and the baby doctor spanked me on the bottom. I went, oh, and I've been doing it ever since. <laughs> I like that. Thank you for tuning in, and now, for this week's show. Hello, and welcome back to this week's episode of the Turkey Hunter Podcast. You are listening to episode number 336. What direction was that gobble from? With Bill Dickinson, and I am your co-host, and the guy who is working on his cricket calls very nice the ones i was hearing a little while ago sounded very accurate oh i'm i'm getting pretty good at it let me let me do a little sample for you here real quick and that's impressive thank you that is impressive and and i'm your co-host and the guy who's finally settling in back home you've been everywhere man I've been everywhere, man. You've been to Reno, Tahoe, Chicago, Fargo, Minnesota, hey, Buffalo, I Toronto. Wrong. I, I'm going to Reno Friday. So <laughs> there you go. <laughs> oh, me. But yeah. Now, yeah. Just got back from my first trip, and it was a successful trip. It was awesome. Really fun time and a lot of good turkey action. Yeah. So what part of Florida were you in? Well, so I left Easter Sunday at 2:30 in the morning. 
Stopped in Alabama. You know, the greatest turkey state on earth. Five bird mm. limit. They're everywhere. Oh, my gosh. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> my new favorite state. Mm-hmm. And killed another gobbler there, so I got two. This has been my vengeance year on Alabama. And proceeded on down to Florida to Chiefland was the nearest city. It's kind of right around the bend of where it starts bending there in Florida. And, you know, it's not far south Florida, and everybody can think whatever they want to about the Osceola versus Eastern debate, but the turkey I shot in Florida had blacker wings than the one I shot in the Everglades. So I'm pretty sure it was an East or an Osceola. Yeah. But I don't care. It's a turkey, and I'll take it's a turkey. it all day, every day. I don't care if his wings are black, white, pink, purple, or blue. If he gobbles and struts, he's welcome to come home with me anytime. Do you think that he'll eat more like an Eastern or eat more like an Osceola? I don't know. I'll have to compare with the taste test between my Tennessee Eastern that I killed today and him. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but I will say I just cleaned my Tennessee bird I killed this morning, and he was a 22.8 pounder. He was a hoss. And comparing the breast size to the Osceola, you can definitely tell a difference there. Yeah. We got double D's up here in Tennessee, and, you know, they're rocking some some B's down there in Florida. <laughs> All righty then. Yeah. And, and even the legs, man, it's crazy. The, you know, Osceola's longer legs, you could tell by looking at the legs, it was longer and more slender, you know, not mm-hmm. much meat on them on the drumstick portion. So that was an interesting comparison to have with the meat, at least, to see the size difference there. Yeah. But yep. you've got a guest with you hunting right now, right? A faithful listener to the show. Yeah. Yeah. Our, our buddy Zach Lucas from West Virginia is down here hunting with me in Alabama. And he was kind enough to help me get a bird in West Virginia a couple of years ago. And so I'm praying I can return the favor. Yeah. I feel like if y'all, sorry, when y'all kill one, he's not going to be the prettiest one for a picture, judging by the weather forecast. Weather forecast is pretty nasty, but that will not deter us from trying. I will promise you that. The turkeys will be on the ground, and they will be moving. Just up to y'all to find and kill him. Unless we have a tornado, and then they'll be in the air swirling. (laughs) Then you just have to make a really good shot, because you might be swirling, too. (laughs) You're right. Well, I, I will. I will be shooting too. I can't say I won't be. I'll be shooting too. I was going to say Zach will be the one shooting, but yeah. what the heck? I'll I'll if fire off. If everybody's in a tornado already, you might as well just be letting them rip, man. Yeah. But we totally. got a cool show today about a product, and also you know pertains to more than just the product, but it kind of centers around it. And I got to tell you, I'm pretty excited about this this product because. My greatest fear in life is not being able to hear turkeys. And yeah. like Tom Kelly said in his book, Tenth Legion, he thought a blind man could probably kill more turkeys than a deaf man. And there might be some truth to that. So yeah. I was excited to have this guest from Tetra on here. Yeah. So we have Bill Dickinson on with us today. And Bill is the CEO and co-founder of Tetra. And, you know, it, it's I don't know. I, I'm I'm just really interested in all things hearing related. You know, it's kind of cool to me how all of that works and everything's connected and yeah. how your brain receives and interprets those signals. And then you 
you take this, I'm going to call it a gadget. It's way more than a gadget. It's a hearing aid on steroids. And you take this thing and adjust it so that it picks up certain frequencies that are made by the wild turkey in their calls. Yeah. And it amplifies those and doesn't necessarily amplify everything else. Yeah, it's pretty spectacular. And we could talk about it ourselves, but I think we have an expert on the line that we probably should let do it. But before we go to him, why don't you share the bad news? All right. So the bad news for the week is this. We are 25 days, 22 hours, 45 minutes, and 24 seconds away from the end Mm. of wild turkey season in Alabama. And now I'm joining the depressing parade because Tennessee's open. So we are 38 days, 23 hours, and 28 seconds from the end of spring gobbler season in the volunteer state. Mm-hmm. So we got a little longer than you, but I've been having to sit here with my bottom lip poked out listening to you. So uh, I'll pay the favor yeah. back those last 13 or so days. Yeah. <laughs> yes, you will. Yeah. And a lot of people will. Well, what do you say we hop in here, listen to Bill, and talk about hearing the ear and turkeys? Listen in closely, and we'll see you guys on the other side. See you on the other side. Hey, everybody. Cameron and I are glad to tell you that we have on the line with us this afternoon, Mr. Bill Dickinson, who is the CEO and co-founder of Tetra Hearing. And we've got Bill on the line with us today to discuss, well, their awesome product that they have out that is helping a lot of folks be able to get back out and enjoy the turkey woods who either through genetics or firearms or just sheer old age don't quite have the ears that they had when they were younger and so we're Cameron and I are excited to to dig in and learn a little bit more about Tetra and Bill thank you for joining us today how are you and where in the world are you today Oh, hey, guys. Well, I'm, I'm doing great. We finally got turkey season here in Tennessee, so that tells you where I'm at. The home base is, is just outside of Nashville, and, and life is good when your season opens up, right? Absolutely. Yeah, that's true. Amen to that. They've been gobbling good for you over there in central Tennessee? Oh, you know, we had my son and I, I got to hunt with my son, Brendan, on Saturday morning on opener, and we had a super crazy cool opener and and they were they were going really good and really strong everything was there was we ended up a little bit closer than the roost than uh, we probably should have been but luckily luckily they didn't they didn't make us at all but man we, we woke up to like a, a hen symphony and just listened to that go up it was one of the coolest ones i've, uh, I've heard awesome. in a long long time you know, where, where it's just, there's a bunch of birds and they're everything from angry to excited already in the morning. So, and then, and then it, we went pretty much back to the same spot on Sunday morning and didn't hear a freaking turkey for about three hours in the woods. So that's what keeps us going back, right? That's, that's right. right. I call it hunting. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Exactly. <laughs> you know, I've, I've always said that if we killed one every time we went out, we would go only when we needed to kill one, and it wouldn't be as much fun. Um, I'm, I question that every time I say it because it'd be interesting to know that, you know, I could do that, but uh, I have to believe it's true. Yeah. You know, <laughs> it would not be we have to have 
we have to have those bad days to appreciate the truly, truly good days. That's right. Oh, yeah. Boy, you, you got that right. I mean, Saturday couldn't have been a cooler way to start out, for, especially for a, an official sound geek, which is I'm, I'm proud to wear that label. But, you know, it's my 30th year as a, as a hearing doctor. So, like, that, I mean, the woods just absolutely electrified when the sun came out and they started doing their thing. And the girls are screaming and the boys are hollering back. And, uh, it man, it was absolutely breathtakingly cool. So it, the triggers didn't get pulled, but they didn't need to. We, we walked away with probably the season. Actually, the probably season memory was was right there. Yeah. I can't wait. If, if God's got something in store that's better than that, I can't imagine what's going to happen. <laughs> <laughs> that's right. Well, tell us a little bit about yourself. And so you're a doctor of audiology. Is that correct? Yep. Yes, sir. Okay. And um, tell us a little bit about your training and, and uh, your education and how you got to where you are today. Yeah, well, it's man, I think it's, you know, I, I I couldn't be happier in my career and, and looking back on kind of what got me. It's, it's amazing. It's that classic Steve Jobs quote, right? Like you're, you're standing there looking forward and, and it doesn't look like there's a any linear path in your world at all, right? Like you can't get two dots to connect. And geez, you look back behind you and it's a straight line and it all makes sense. And you can see all that windy road that got you right where you are today. And so as an audiologist, I've, I've had the the awesome opportunity to, to take care of our brave men and, and, and women and the soldiers. Um, I worked for, for four or five years uh, in the VA system. Uh, that's where I started out, kind of cut my teeth in audiology. There's not a better place than, than taking care of, of U.S. veterans and military. And then I got to do some cool work over in, at Henry Ford in, in Detroit, Michigan. And I worked both inner city and, as well as like super wealthy suburbs and then transferred down to Vanderbilt and was on faculty there and did research and ran their hearing aid program. And, and then for the last six years, I was up, I was vice president of audiology for, for the world's largest hearing aid company, a company called Phonak. And man, my butt was on a plane every week for six, <laughs> for six years straight somewhere oh. on the globe. And I had got three kids, two older daughters and uh, a son that's, now 17 and 62 and looking down on me <laughs> and i just i couldn't i couldn't do the road warrior i just kind of hit the wall and this is something i've been working on so i'm uh like i said earlier i'm a certified sound geek like i just i i i, I feel the good lord has me you know doing what i'm doing to restore the delight of hearing and and that's really kind of what drives you know it's driven my whole entire career like um, how this incredible ear works what's good for it and really more importantly what's bad for it and causes problems with it and and how you rehabilitate and and fix those problems and kind of restore it's you know hearing is one of those things guys that we just if if you're blessed enough to not have problems and and to be born with normal hearing and haven't lost hearing it's just so easy to underappreciate and and once it's gone you know the great majority we can do some awesome work with technology and there's some unbelievable surgeries now and there's implants and but the great great majority of of hearing loss across the globe is nerve damage and there's really no way to correct or restore that uh, without without technology and 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 of course everyone wants to equate that technology to super expensive very sophisticated but super expensive hearing aids and there's an absolute 
you know, very, very underserved population of, of men, women, and children that are walking around every single day without either the commitment to spend the money or, or without the funds to go in and get help. Yeah. And so that's really kind of the core of where Tetra was born. And the idea is that what we, what we have done is literally take, you know, this, this ability to restore hearing and return people back to, you know, either normal or near normal hearing function through, through the passion in their, in their life, which is, you know, hunting and shooting and in the outdoors. And uh, we can kind of talk a little bit about that, but that's, Honestly, it's really restoring the delight of hearing. And right now, the, the turkey hunter is, is just absolutely going nuts. And the, the emails and the texts and the phone calls that we get every single day from, from guys that are using and gals that are using our product, is just, it's just been some of the most fulfilling work uh, that I've done yeah. in the 30 years in here. I talked to a guy who used your product, and he said the two biggest revolutions in the turkey world that have happened and are happening are Onyx and Tetra. He said, what y'all have is what he believes to be one of the biggest revolutions. And, and he doesn't even have hearing problems, and he was using it. <laughs> well, geez, that's a, that's a, that's a beautiful compliment. <laughs> I, I, haven't, I haven't talked to that guy. He hasn't told me that one yet. But to be compared <laughs> to something is what's as commonplace. And, in, in, in like, isn't Onyx one of those things where, like, how did we do this before without this? <laughs> yeah, it, it is seriously, but and, uh, and it's funny because we've been, we've been working on like this idea of like you know let your ears take you where you want to wander, you know, and, and Onyx keeps you keeps you on the right side of the line. <laughs> yeah. That's yeah. true. That's true. That is correct. But yeah. So he's had a good experience, huh, Cameron? Oh my gosh. He- so he was hunting with a guy who had hearing problems, and he said that guy was hearing turkeys that he couldn't hear. And so he's like, what in the world? Let me try those things out. So he put them in, which, you know, he explained that they're custom made, I think, correct, for each individual. Is that right? It, it, it is. Yes, yeah. sir. Um, the, you know, he said these weren't exactly to my specifications, but he's like, even with this other guy's, I, I could hear turkeys start gobbling, you know, from distances and things that I could not hear before. And you could tell what direction and everything, which was incredible to me. Well, that's a, that's a commercial waiting to happen right there, right? That's a whole ad campaign that we can just <laughs> drop in the, on a page. So it's, um, that's exactly what we started off to do. And, and again, like you just teed it up beautifully. I, I love it when we hear that kind of feedback you know, from, from people whose lives have, you know, literally, literally been changed with that. Yeah. I, right. I mean, we know it's, it's, Every one of us has been there. Like you know how how fun and exciting and crazy it is to chase them when they're making all the, that cool sound. And every one of us that you know has been on the other side of how hard it is to chase them when they're not making any sound. And think thank God that doesn't happen a whole lot. There'd be a lot less turkey hunters, right, if they didn't make that cool gobble you know, and have all of those uh, communications. But but think about if that was like every time you went in the woods, if that if that kind of darkness, that, that inability to, you know, be able to really hear and monitor what's going on around you and be able to pinpoint where the gobble is coming from and judge how far it is and what angle and, and the direction that it came from. I, I just like if, if for guys that have kind of, you know, either had bad luck or been really hard on their ears and their hearing, like that's a challenge every single time they put the boots on. Right. Yeah, no doubt. I I was going to say, I think one of my greatest fears in life is going deaf. I mean, literally losing my hearing for me, because 
I live, and I don't even say this lightly, I live for the gobble. Like, I'm chasing them for that gobble. And if I had that taken away from me, it, it would just be devastating. So a product like yours, I mean, that would be revolutionary for me if I was somebody that had hearing loss. And then all of a sudden, I can hear him gobble again and pinpoint where he is yeah. like I do now. I mean, that I can't imagine how much joy that would bring to me. You couldn't put a price on it. I'd send you a blank check and say, send me some. <laughs> <laughs> oh, jeez. That's yeah. This is our our second full turkey season. We started at the end of summer in 2019, and so our first full year got to be you know the weirdest year in history. Um, yeah. But, but thank, thank God we were all busy doing stuff outside, right? And as yeah. you know, you know outdoor activities uh, not only survived last year, but 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 thrived. And so in one ways it was you know incredibly insane for that to be our first you know full calendar year but at the same thing i think it was a gift and a blessing that, that you know that there was as much you know focus on on the outdoors and and connecting to people and right i think we everyone kind of took a new inventory on what's really important in their life and this idea of communication and being connected and that you know none of us are are promised tomorrow at all so like let's make let's make sure we max out today right um yeah yeah and, and just, did, yeah. Anyway, that's what we have done. And, and a lot of the core of Tetra is around a very, very special single individual that was a patient of mine back at Vanderbilt. And he just became kind of a very instrumental part of my life and my family's life. His name's Randall Eden. Everyone in the world calls him Daddy Randall. And honestly, he's the one who who taught me, got me to fall in love with turkey hunting and, and taught me, you know, the things to do smartly and, and what not to do. And his, his biggest regret, he had a very successful power line company business and was around noise all the time. This is one of those guys who, I mean, he makes it very clear that he had to cheat off of his friend Susie to get out of eighth grade type thing, right? And that's, that was kind of the end of his formal education, but he's one of the smartest, most intelligent, and most successful human beings that I've, I've ever met. And he he just, he abused between machinery and loud noise, uh, and there's probably some family genetics in there because his brothers and his son all have hearing loss, but they've all been around that kind of business and farming and, and the, the quality of his life. Cameron's exactly where you're at. He's like, man, I don't know what I would do if I couldn't go out in the springtime and, and, and do what I love to do in the turkey world. Yeah. He ended up getting cochlear implants, which is, you know, kind of what the, the surgeons are able to implant a device on the outside. It looks like a great big hearing aid. Um, it's really just a really small computer it's a small laptop is, is is what i call it this big thing behind your ear and then yeah. you know it sends electrical impulses right on the nerve and he was one of the very first ones where i started digitizing turkey sounds and then creating formulas that we could then you know turn an, a, a sound wave you know a, a yelp or a clock or a gobble and we turned that into a series of electrical codes that his brain could interpret then you know like okay that's it's at least a girl turkey versus a boy turkey. He just turned 87 years old on February this year, awesome. and he, he he shot another bird Saturday morning. <laughs> Heck yeah! Uh, awesome. It's, it's just I love that. It. It's my favorite story in the world. He's one of my favorite people in the whole world. So. Yeah. So yeah. Awesome. your product, I mean, like you sell it to a turkey hunter for turkeys specifically. Is that correct? Absolutely. So, you know, one of the 
one of the big things that we that Tetra brings to the market is the first uh, what we call pursuit-based hearing systems. And so we have designed specific hearing technologies, specific product for each individual type of hunting pursuit. So like you know your needs as a as a duck hunter for both he- what you need to hear and how you need to protect are uniquely different than than your needs your your hearing needs your auditory needs as a turkey hunter yeah and your needs as a turkey hunter are are similar but yet very very different than if you're out in New Mexico on an elk hunt and and the upland hunter is similar but yet very different if you're in a South Dakota pheasant hunt and so and it if you if you think back, guys, it's really the exact same thing that the industry has done. I mean, heck, you know, it's the biggest difference. It's it's what Realtree and, and Mossy Oak did. It's the vision that Toxie Hayes had on that there is a certain camo for a certain time of the year in a certain, you know, geographic location, you know, uh, no matter where you are in, in the country, that there's we can create a, a pattern for that. We have certain shotgun shells and certain shotguns and, you know, our weapons are different. Our boots are different. Our waders are different, like depending on the pursuit that we're, we're involved in. And we just stepped in line with that and said, like, your, your hearing needs and your hearing experience is very different. And so we design specific products for specific hunting pursuit. Right now that's uh, on, the, on the amplification side or the, what we call the amp series. That's for, for turkey, elk, and deer. And what we actually did is went through and we, we digitally recorded and, and put it through all this, this geeky sound equipment and did a, what's called a spectral analysis and found out that if a, if a turkey gobbles, and doesn't matter if it's, you know, the big boss hog, it's, you know, the great-grandfather of all the jakes running around, or one of the jakes, so that, that a gobble can be different loudnesses, so the decibel is different, how loud it is. Mm-hmm. Um, but for the most part, a gobble has to incorporate a, a certain frequency pattern. And honestly, that was that right there was kind of the whole basis of our patented technologies. And so we created formulas and submitted for for patents on how to how to specifically replicate that if you're going to replicate a turkey gobble or an elk bugle or a hen mallard hail call or a comeback call or a spec call, like we digitally recorded all of that. And that's what our patent sits on is that replication of of that animal sound so we can totally optimize your hearing experience for that specific hunting pursuit. That's a long elevator speech. I got to find a way to shorten that a little bit. So. <laughs> <laughs> it's really interesting though. It, it is. It's fascinating because I am. All right. So I, I take a little bit different approach to turkey hunting than a lot of people. Cameron absolutely loves to hunt by himself. I do absolutely love, I mean, put me in the woods, period. I don't care if I'm by myself or with somebody else. That's really how I feel about it. So yeah. I've, I've had the opportunity of hunting with a lot, turkey hunting with a lot of people. And what the conversation always comes back around to at some point during the hunt is, okay, well, did you hear that turkey gobble? No, I didn't hear him. Uh, I heard him. He's over here. And then you get, okay, you're working a turkey and the turkey's spitting and drumming. Did you hear him? He's drumming. He's, you know, he's 75, 80 yards from us. I don't hear it. And people's hearing, they can pick up on different frequencies. And and you know all the, the technical jargon. So I'm, I may be using some of this the wrong way, but some people can hear drumming. Some people can't hear drumming. Some people yeah. can hear a gobble a long way. Some people can't hear a gobble 10 feet from them, and, but they can hear drumming. Is a good example there. And, you know, it's, it's just, it's interesting that 
you guys are able to kind of tailor your product to an individual's hearing specifically for turkey sounds in addition to that. So that's that's Andy, really you're, kind of mind-blowing. You're hired, man. You are hired. What are you doing tomorrow? <laughs> if, you can, if you can cut all of my words down to that and make it make sense, you are really good. And so, yeah, you, you're, you're absolutely spot on. The only thing I'll add to that is, which we haven't talked about, is on top of that, what actually we did when, with Cameron's story about the trying his buddies, Tetra and pods is on top of focusing just, you know, if it's built, if you buy the model or you, or you get the, you know, the, the, the Turkey programs added into your device, it, it's designed to amplify just those Turkey frequencies, right? And we start with drumming and spitting and goblin and yelps and cut and kiki and fly. We digitize the fly down and like, and then the device is searching for those frequencies that are where those sounds are occurring. And then we're, 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 we're overly maximizing that on top of it. We correct for your hearing loss. So you can either send the hearing test to us that you have, or you can get one done locally, or you can jump right on our website. Um, and we really have, uh, we have an amazing, fully calibrated, very scientific you know, way of testing your hearing on our website. It's free, easy, and you hit submit. And then once we, once we have your hearing results, we can take your turkey product and customize it for your individual loss in both ears. And because we know one of the biggest things that you got to do first, you got to be able to hear that sound, whether it's a gobble or whether it's a, you know, that single cluck of a hen that gets your attention or you got to be able to hear it first. And then once you hear it, you got to be able to be able to tell the direction. And the good Lord did not design the human brain with the ability to be, we weren't born with the ability to be able to, to localize what direction sound is coming from. That's what we call a learned behavior. And that's why, you know, anyone who's, who's held a baby and, you know, some noise goes on around the room, the, the head's kind of bobbling like a bobblehead and it's looking around and it's, it's trying to find what that noise source was. It hurt it, but it's trying to, it doesn't know that just because, you know, the telephone rang in the room and I, and I know it's on my right side and because my right ear gets a little bit different information of that telephone ring than my left ear does. That's all learned behavior, and it's super cool that, that typically happens right around five, six, seven, eight weeks of age. And we kind of finally figure out, okay, when I'm hungry and I'm upset and the door opens and mom and dad are coming in to take care of me, I know that that noise came from over here. I know where to look to see, you know, my, my savior's coming in. Yeah. And it's the brain is very dependent on getting sound that the hearing has to be equal in both ears so that it can tell the unique differences in what you want to hear. And the idea that, Oh, the gobble is over here on my left and out to the front. It's because my left ear is receiving slightly different cues than my right ear. And that's what tells the brain that it's in the left and up front. And then how loud it is tells the brain is that, is that gobble a hundred yards away or 400 yards away? And then your brain gets to use all that other information. Well, okay, I know we got, you know, on the other side of these pines, there's two ridges and there's a creek bottom that's coming down. And and your your brain uses all this other information to kind of figure out like, all right, I heard it and I know right where it's at and I probably know where he's going. And that's how you plan your hunt, right? Yeah. To go chase him. And so what we're doing is we're taking your hearing loss and we're, we're balancing that out. And then again, we're, we've got, 
we got a, we started with a super high end, very similar to. And I went back to all my roots in the in the hearing aid manufacturing industry. And we started with a, a really, really high-end premium sound system and, and circuit that we build into these little microchips. So it's a, a really high-end microphone, really high-end amplifier. It's got 16 bands of sound processing. During the whole research and development stage, you know, the, the engineers that we were working with, because they just thought we were making a hearing protection product. And while we always protect the ear, the, the whole idea, the new part of what Tetra is, is doing is creating an awesome listening experience, the most natural possible listening experience that you can have through a device, and we protect it at trigger pull. And so they kept they kept saying like, you know, for hearing protection, you're you're kind of you're over engineering this. And they they <laughs> they actually sat me down like three times, and they they kind of thought like I, that. I think they thought I was kind of you know more stupid than I probably really am, <laughs> and that. <laughs> They're like, you don't need this sophisticated of a system for hearing protection. And and it was a little bit too early in the design. We hadn't had some patent protection yet. And so, like, I really wasn't able to, like, kind of let the cat out of the bag. And that the whole, you, you know, I want to tell the engineers, you're 100% right. I don't. But what's missing in the industry is an awesome listening experience. And what I do need is that sophisticated of a circuit for an awesome, to recreate an awesome listening experience. And so... Yeah, it's been a fun journey. You know? um, I bet. So uh, I've I've got and have had for years a competitor's product, and now we know that there's no real competition for you that does exactly what you guys do. You're alone in the market in that respect in in amplifying just turkey sounds, you know, for that device. But I've got a competitor's to device that and and my hearing is still very good i do have tinnitus but my hearing is still pretty darn good for a 50 year old who has shot guns his entire life primarily without hearing protection yeah your hearing and what's that and your, your hearing's definitely good yeah it, it's it's i would say better than average for someone my age who does what i do but i wear that i wear those to try to hear birds far off especially like roost time if i'm trying to get one to gobble on the roost in the evenings i'll put those in because i can just hear much further away i cannot use those when i'm hunting and calling a bird because they amplify the call that i'm running so much that it almost blows my eardrums out so you don't like to use them for that the does tetra have any, is there a solution for that with your product? So absolutely hands down. And, and, and again, you like just really did a, you know, kind of a, a good summary, Andy, of, of that there's been products out there that, again, have been trying to do split their time between this enhancement part and protection part. And so like that's not, that's not terribly new. Most of those products that have been out, and I say this not as not, not, a, not reviewing the competitive landscape as you know, Tetra's founder, but, that, but for the last 20, 25 years, I have been using those products and I have been selling those products and recommending those products to my patients in clinic. Mm-hmm. And so I know... And I've tested everything, right? And so I, like, I just had, and, and, and we had unbelievable sophisticated equipment to be able to test it. And then but it doesn't really, t- I don't care what it tells me on the computer. I care about what it tells me 
in the woods. Right? Yeah. And the, the very, very short answer to what that by us digitally recording and then having a very high multi-band system, we are able to control the sound in each one of those 16 bands. And so we can kind of, we can give it a certain amount of like ABS breaks of stopping power, like band by band by band by band and how much, how much gain, how much boost. And so we can get really, really sophisticated. It's, it's and so the calling sounds completely normal and natural because those are the frequencies that we're trying to, that we're automatic. Those are what we're kind of on this search and destroy mission for, right? In the woods, many other than the gobble, unless you're a big gobbler in the woods, you know, other than the gobble, almost all the other sounds are in, and probably drum and spitting at least all the girl sounds were, were pretty much that you're making were from what we did for the waterfall hunter. Because as you know, I know this is a turkey show, but let me talk about ducks for 30 seconds. You, you can't blow a duck call very well if you, if you have your ears fully plugged off, right? And if you, you got to, in order to really sound good with a duck call, you have to be able to hear and monitor and hear each note, know when to cut it, and not necessarily very different than, than turkey callers. And what was super important for the duck hunting group was to be able to take, and the problem is, is that that wailing on that duck call or that goose call is, is actually as damaging or more damaging for most waterfall hunters than pulling the trigger on the shotgun. Because you're calling, you know, eight times, 10 times, 15, 20 times more often typically than you're shooting. Yeah. You have to still produce in 125, 126 decibels. So we had to bigger, figure out a way, it's actually quite easy if you know about sound processing, to say we want to com- completely take the same integrity of that sound. It's got to sound exactly like it's, when it goes through the, through the Tetra device, it has to sound like it's going through your normal ear canal. We just need to take that same frequencies and, and just tone them. And again, probably this whole thing kind of always falls back on you know, that we're, we're trying to create the, the best, most natural, I mean, cause that's what we're out there for. It's like, you know, our slogan is, is hear the hunt. And, and to me, that was very purposeful. Hear the hunt starts, you know, in the truck after you get the biscuit at the gas station. And it's, you know, talking, you know, with your family member or your buddy or a new hunting partner, it's, it's, it's the connection, it's the communication, it's the back of the back of the pickup trucks with a bird line on it. It's hearing the birds, it's hearing the whippoorwills, it's, it's being able to identify all of that. And, and what's super unusual about your story, Andy, is that, I mean, you kind of, you were given a lottery ticket at, at, at birth, it sounds like, kind of, you're one of those where I would, you know, if this was back in, in clinic and, uh, and put my doctor hat on again, you know, it's like, that's like your early, that's your caution flag right there, right? If you have constant tinnitus, like there, there's already been some insult and probably some injury. And so your ears are probably a little bit susceptible. And so you're, you're one that would get Dr. Bill's lecture that you, you really need to be careful and, you know, see that two years or 42 years left uh, to, to protect it as much as you can. Yeah. You know, people lose their hearing in, in different frequencies based on kind of whatever is causing, you know, their hearing loss. And so uh, we, we, we correct for that by correcting, you know, literally correcting for your, your hearing loss and, and trying to get both ears back to normal hearing as much. And the, the big reason why, why when you're, you know, when you're, cutting up and 
Yelps and, you know, everything that you're doing on your, you know, on your hen calls is in order to, to allow that sound to come through the, through the Tetra device, we have already targeted those frequencies. So, so all we have to do is let those frequencies in, but just cap them off at a, at, at both a, a normal level and a natural sounding level. So that they don't, so they don't get too distorted. And, and honestly, what I was talking about earlier was that we borrowed that from all of the, all the products that we make for the waterfall hunter because the waterfall hunter is one who is really, really creating a lot of loud noise. And, and actually the calling in a, in a duck pit or a duck blind is often as damaging or more damaging than, than pulling the trigger because you're, you're, you're calling, you know, eight, 10, 12, 20 times more often than, than you're shooting. Right. You know, calls come out at 120, 125, 126 decibels. And, um, and that's just too loud. And it's it's between the waterfall hunter, between what we've been doing in audiology for, particularly in this town in Nashville, for the for the musician. The idea is, we whether you're whether you're Keith Urban on stage performing, or whether you're you know Tony Vandemore blowing you know the loudest duck call on earth, or or whether you're Andy and Cameron, you know, sitting in the turkey woods on a slate call, you have to let those frequencies come in at a normal, natural level. You just have to, you have to, what we do, you have to suppress each of those different channels, those frequencies, so that it's, it's at, a, at a normal, your brain thinks it's at a normal sounding level. And it's the biggest thing that kind of, you know, broke through the ceiling for the waterfall hunter. It's what we did 20 years ago with the musician. And so what we're really doing is taking a lot of the technology um, that I've used over the last 20 years and in, in fitting musicians. Because now, right, when, when we were growing up, we never saw a musician on stage with anything in their ears. And now everyone's, everyone's got it. Everyone's got an in-the-ear monitor. And it's all the in-the-ear monitor is doing is saying, like, okay, I'm the lead singer, or okay, I'm the bass guitar guy, or the drummer, or I'm backup vocals. This is what I need to hear, and this is how I want to hear it. And it's that type of sound processing algorithms that we brought into Tetra. It's just so we can replicate, man, when you go, that we know exactly what frequencies need to come through and they need, the output needs to be, you know, X high because this is what's natural to the normal ear. And so that's where, I mean, what, uh, you know, my, my co-founder, my partner in crime with this is, is David Genevico. He's, he's got a, a practice here in town. Um, and that's really, that was kind of our, our secret recipe is that all we did was take all of that kind of, you know, that, that sound experience and, and what it's like to, to amplify sound and what it needs to sound like. We've been doing it, you know, he and I collectively for, you know, last 50, 60 years in, in, in audiology. And we just said, like, the hunter deserves this level of, of perfect sound. And, um, and actually the protection side is, is relatively easy. The challenge has been, how do you, how do you make it sound good so that, that the hunter will wear it? Right. I mean, yeah. you, the, the device that you were talking about, Andy, you choose not to wear it. So you're exposing your ear to, you know, more shots. Um, mm-hmm. but you choose not to wear it because not because it wasn't protecting your ear, but, but because it didn't sound good when you were wearing it and it, and it, uh, and it negated or it made your hunting experience crappy. And so, man, you and the other million guys like you are going to choose. I want a great hunting experience. Uh, you know, I'll take, I'll roll the dice on, 
whether or not my my ear is going to get messed up. Right. And guess yeah. what? They they always get messed up. They really do. <laughs> yeah. I mean, there's there's no there's you know virtually no stopping it without using any protection at all. You know, it's going to happen. Yeah. And you know, the thing is, you know, I, I'm I want to keep it as long as I can what I have. And, you know, I still, I I have issues when there's any kind of background noise where I am, you know, being able to, to hear someone. And, you know, so I'm, I'm definitely showing those, what I have read to be early signs of, of hearing loss. And, you know, so I've got to do something to protect that and keep that from getting worse because, you know, I, I, my mother-in-law and my dad have poor hearing and, use hearing aids and just being around like my mother-in-law especially will often not wear hers because she doesn't have the right hearing aids for her so you know she won't wear them and to be around her when she can't hear it's miserable not only for her but for everyone around her and i don't want to be that guy (laughs) you know so yeah that's Yeah, that's 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 what my whole life has been is 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 taking care of her, right? Mm-hmm. And um and it just changes everything. It changes it, it it changes how your family interacts with you. It changes what you do. It you you start to you know pull back. It's it's so frustrating to go out to eat, you know, with your with your bridge friends or like. And then, and then it just—that's why there's such a high incidence of, of of social withdrawal, which leads to dementia, and like it's just this, you know, tumbling thing. And and honestly, a bigger issue. And this is absolutely—I think you slipped, uh, and you kind of said that I'm I'm fifty, I'm fifty something phrase, right? And so, yeah, um, you know, I'm fifty-two, uh, in probably the the best science that has ever you know been involved with hearing care uh really didn't even come out of out of the audiology field or the audiology profession but over the last 10 12 15 years out of neuroscience and neurology um is when they really first started they've been doing studies for oh, the last 20 25 years and what we call longitudinal studies where there's you know they'll take take 3000 people and follow them for, you know, five to 15 years. And, um, and that they, they, they can do a, a longitudinal study on aging process. And, um, and what they found is just this very, very, very high correlation between hearing loss in Alzheimer's and dementia. And, and it's, it's super important to, to use that word correlation. I think it's incredibly re- responsible to use it. It's, it's not, it's not, causation hearing loss doesn't cause but what they found is that is that through all of these longitudinal studies that if you have hearing loss depending how how much hearing loss you have you are somewhere between three and six times more likelihood to also have dementia and alzheimer's and and the idea kind of like what you're what you're watching your mother-in-law go through is that you know there's a lot of non-compliance with hearing aid use for lots of reasons um but anytime that you have hearing loss what you're doing is you're under stimulating your brain and mm-hmm. and the brain's ability to work effectively if it you know it's no different we all know you know if, if we put a cast 
on our on our leg for six or eight weeks. We all know what happens to our ability to walk and our muscle structure, and you get all this atrophy and like nothing. You got to rebuild yeah. that. You got to rehabilitate that. It's really no different than if if you think of the inner ear as just a super a super sophisticated filter, and and it's determining what stimulation your brain is getting. And if that filter clogs up, just like if the filter clogs up on your truck, and, and if, if you never, ever change from the day your, your truck came off the line, if you never change that oil filter, but yet every 3,000 miles you change out the oil, eventually that new oil doesn't, it doesn't matter. It doesn't do any good because it's not getting to the, you know, to the important parts of the engine because the, the filter's all clogged up. Yeah. And, man, when we get inner ear damage um, – which some of the first signs are ringing in the ears and, and, and struggling to hear speech in noisy environments. So you're spot on that uh, you have kind of some of the classic examples of, I may be able to get by on a daily basis, but that doesn't mean that my ears are, 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 are perfect or normal. Right. Mm-hmm. And, um, and so someone, what all these studies have shown is they've kind of broken it up. And this is, this is probably a, a, a super meaningful part to, you know, the guys and gals that depend on, on, and you two for, you know, for, for good information and, and valuable information is that they've, 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 they've determined that there's, there's kind of, there's two main causes and this is across the globe over the last 10 years. They've got it down to, there's two, two absolute pathways to Alzheimer's and dementia. And about 60% of that is genetics. It's like, we're just screwed. It's what mom and dad gave us, right? If it's in your, mm-hmm. if it's in your gene yeah. pool and you, and you have enough of your own birthday cake, you're going to have issues with it just because it's, it's in your genetic makeup. And the other 40, kind of 38, 40% of that is, is what they call lifestyle differences and um, in, in what they term, you know, modified risk values. And, and the idea is that there are things that we do to ourselves across our lifetime that increase the likelihood that we will have Alzheimer's or dementia. And so the idea is that if you, if you modify and you lower those risks across your lifetime, then you lower the opportunity uh, when you're north of 60 or 62 that you'll have problems with dementia and Alzheimer's. There's nine risk factors, guys. And of the nine risk factors, the most critical and most influential risk factor is your hearing status in midlife. And they call midlife 35 to 55. And this has been, this has been proven over and over and over again. And so if, if, in the idea, it kind of makes sense, right? If you start to deprive your brain of stimulation because your ears are no longer able to hear like they should, and that filter kind of starts blocking up, and now you have less stimulation going up to the brain between 35 and 55, then all of a sudden when you're north of 62, uh, it just, it isn't, it isn't able to work in, in under a complex task. Uh, it's not able to, the brain isn't able to work like it would. And what all the research has shown is like, like normal hearing peers. So this idea of that you have a four and a half times greater likelihood of Alzheimer's and dementia if you have hearing loss between 35 and 55 and it goes untreated and if it continues to go untreated. That's why they're very careful about calling it, and I'm very careful at stating that it's, it's your hearing status. It's not that hearing loss is there. Because you can have hearing loss and stimulate your brain 
by wearing a hearing aid or wearing some type of device or like, and thankfully there's cooler and cooler consumer technology that's coming out um, to be able to do that kind of stuff. Yeah. Yeah. That's, that's all fascinating. That's very interesting to me. What I'm pretty young and you know, you obviously have studied these things just a little bit. As long as you've been alive, Cameron. (laughs) Yeah. What? What would you? What advice do you give to say young people? Like, what are the things you should definitely avoid or or be doing to make sure that when you get older and up into age, you you should be able to keep your hearing? I mean, what would be some simple things? Obviously, wear earplugs when shooting the gun. But are there any other tips you might have on that front? Yeah. So I mean, it's and it's it's probably if I had to pick a word. Cameron, it's it's an awesome question, and it's really something that isn't it really isn't talked about nearly enough, right? It's not a big part of our educational, you know, it's not any part of you know high school. Everyone talks about you know walking and taking enough steps and not smoking and not dipping and and leet and eat leafy green stuff. Like we kind of get all of that, you know, thrown in our face all the time, but no one's really saying like, hey, don't use a chainsaw without earmuffs. Yeah. Matter of fact, don't push a lawnmower. Don't use a weed whip. Never use a leaf blower on your back, like a, a backpack blower, right? Like, don't ride a dirt bike without something without something in your ear, right? Don't don't grab two boxes of clays and go out with four buddies and and throw clays all afternoon and everyone's wearing earmuffs. But then you buy two cases of steel shot and you sit in a duck blind for sixty days and you and you never find an earmuff or an, or an earplug, right? Like, yeah. So if, if it all kind of comes down, I'd probably say one word is consistency. And, um, and man, honestly, like you guys, I'm, I'm super grateful. I hope this, I hope this has worked for you because I'm super grateful for kind of like the leash that, that, that we've had tonight and talking about a lot of different things. And I hope what you see is that it's not, I'm not just here to peddle a widget. That's not what I'm doing. That's not what Tetra is about. Tetra is about changing the conversation and yeah. changing behavior and, and, and changing, you know, how, how we raise our young boys and girls. Like, you know, unfortunately, you know, my kid was always the dorky kid who was, you know, his rite of passage of being able to cut, to push, cut the yard and to use a weed whip uh, always involved a, a foam plug in his ear or earmuffs on his ear. Right? In fact, yeah. on his youth hunt, when he was 11 years old, he missed an awesome buck. An awesome buck because you know he, he got the we were, we were at a friend's farm and we were sitting back in one of their shooting shacks and man he made so much noise getting that gun out the first time and I I couldn't believe that that buck stood there and sure enough it did next thing I know I'm looking at through binoculars and next thing I know I hear another bang and he's bringing bringing the the gun back in the in the in the shooting shack and I'm like dude what are you doing and he goes I gotta put my earmuffs on. <laughs> <laughs> and of course, of course, he banged, you know, he banged the window going back out the second time, and and like God doesn't give it that many chances, right? That freaking twelve point just bounded off. I don't know who's going to cry more, me or him. Oh, and, yeah. And, like I've never been more, I've never been more frustrated. Honestly, I'll be, I've never been more frustrated or proud. <laughs> yeah. At the same time, right? I'm like, yeah. Um, but that's all he knew. And, and, you know, today, of course, it sounds, it sounds great, but most, most kids aren't, aren't, aren't raised like that. Right. And, um, and, and it's really, really hard 
like to all of a sudden, you know, take a, a 48 year old duck hunter who's been pulling the trigger for 25 years and, and he's never, ever seen a plug in anyone's ear or, or muffs on it, or maybe they've tried it a couple of times and then, and then try to say like, Hey, this will do, you, you need to start doing this for all the reasons we've just spoken of. You take that turkey hunter who has lost his ability to, to do what we what we know we love to do in the woods, and you can say rest- we can restore that. Man, I'm telling you, sometimes it's like they can't pull their wallet out fast enough, yeah. and, um, especially when they talk to someone. And so, again, you know, my, my core belief when I, tell, when I tell the team all the time, that this is this is not about selling the widget. You you need to sell the you need to sell the vision, right? And if and if you if we make the best product, which which right now I'm super comfortable saying, you know, that we that we do by far and, and I will work my butt off, you know, from now till eternity to, to make sure I can always say that. But if we just change the conversation and if um and if people's behaviors change and and we now find it unacceptable to walk into a, a, a duck blind or a dove hunt or, you know, someone cu- cutting using a chainsaw for the first time um, that like, no, you don't do this without protecting your ear, man. That's when the generations Cameron will, will absolutely change. And then like everything else, that's, that's the new, new, and that's what's handed down to you. Right. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I don't know. Do either, either you boys uh, downhill snow ski? by chance uh i have before you know maybe once every other year or so <laughs> well i don't know um you know to, to me i think one of the biggest there's, there's two big analogies that, that i like to use again I'm, I'm 52 um and when you know you go on a on a on a downhill ski slope go to colorado anywhere you know this this past season and you know you are the oddball skier if you're not if you don't have a helmet on right and right. like people look at you like, what the hell is wrong with you? Like, where, where's your helmet? Yeah. Or if you're a, if you're a boarder, right? Or you know, for me, I mean, I remember my mom and dad like when when I was 16 and first driving, you know, they would ask me over and over again to please wear my seatbelt. <laughs> there wasn't any state law telling you to do it. And this idea of like mom and, and and the idea is that back then not many people did it, right? Well. My kids are, you know, 24, 22, and 17. They don't know what it's like to be in a vehicle not strapped down. They've been strapped down their whole dang life, right? Um, and so, like, that's – and actually, there's a there's a, a big story. Like, we were getting ready to launch, and, and my son was driving out to Bass Pro. They got permission to fish a, a local farm pond here, and they wanted to they wanted to go buy some poppers to fish with to fish bass with fly rods. So they drove out to Bass Pro, and when they came back, they were on the interstate, and they were in the middle of a six car pileup. And um, and his buddy was driving his mom's big Durango, and um, and you'd look at that you know you look at that SUV, and you would think that nobody walked away from that, right? Like it was just absolutely tore up or if they did, they were severely hurt. Well, these boys didn't have a scratch on them. And luckily, thank God, everyone walked away. Right. No one was severely hurt, but it was because of the, it was a full airbag deployment, side curtains, front, everything, like everything went right. And they both had their seatbelts on. And, and I use that all the time as that day would have been the worst day of my life by far, (laughs) 
if 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 he didn't have a seatbelt and if and if nobody invented the airbag, mm. I mean, hands down, it would have been the worst day of my life. And it was because of technology changes, and it was because of behavioral changes, societal changes, that it wasn't the worst day of my life. And and we're really that's the spirit that drives Tetra. It's like we're just we have the technology has removed the easy excuse of like, Oh, I don't need to do it when I'm having fun with a gun. And, um, and it really doesn't matter if it's at, you know, two, three, maybe four, I don't know how many, how many turkeys you guys kill in a year. If it's more than four, I'm going to cry probably. Uh, you know, it doesn't matter if it's only four or five times. If you're that, if you're that lucky to, to, to take those many turkeys, um, or, you know, a couple deer or, I mean, it's not just that, oh, that dove hunt where it's a barrel burner, right? Yeah. Or, you know, or duck season, but, and it's a lifetime. It is. It's, it's cutting the grass. It's music. These kids, there's a higher incidence between 12 and 19 year olds with hearing loss than there's ever been in, in the last, uh, in the last decade for that age group. And I mean, you think about it, they're, they're constantly plugged in, right? Everyone's got something in their ear these days. And, um, yeah. That's a fact. <clears throat> yeah. Awesome. I remember the day when that Walkman with the cassette tape came out and those little those little nasty foam <laughs> headband, metal band plugs, right? Oh, and, yeah. Uh, I remember those days well. <laughs> yeah. And, the, and your favorite song didn't sound as good if it wasn't cranked all the way up. If it wasn't on 10, right? Exactly. Yeah. That's right. That's right. Yeah. Over and over and over again. Oh, yeah. <laughs> so, like I said, it's amazing I can hear anything at all, given that and all the shooting that I've done over all these years. So, yeah. Well, well, there's an, abs- just, there's an absolute difference between, like, fragile ears and tough ears. Um, and, unfortunately, we don't know what those biological markers are. I can't. We can't give you a test to say, like, okay, you've got tough ears, Andy. Ears can take a fair amount of abuse and Cameron or Bill have fragile ears and they need to be super careful. I think eventually someday we might get to that point, but we're nowhere near that now, but we do know that what you've done to your ears, I can guarantee you you're in a very small percentage of, of people who are, are not having serious problems. So, yeah. Yeah. Uh, but uh, keep that going. <laughs> yeah, no doubt. No doubt. So, Tell us for for anyone who's interested in learning some more or or even purchasing some tetras. Tell us how we can go about doing that. Yeah, well, you can uh, as as you as you've heard me, you know, ramble on. We've tried to make we've tried to make our website that kind of educational journey too. So every everything that you that I've kind of talked about, you can go on our website. It's it's tetrahearing.com. Uh, we've tried to make it interactive. You can not tried. We have made it interactive. Uh, yeah. You can do your hearing test there. You can go through like a product selection guide where you like you you uh, just three or four questions about you know what you like to do, what you like to hunt you know, how much shooting you do and we can kind of guide you through a, a recommendation. You can jump on, you can chat with us. You can, you can pick up the phone, uh, the, the, the number that you go, there's a human being that, that, that will answer it every time. Many times it's me. <laughs> so you can get stuck with this again. Uh, you can email text. Um, we're on Facebook. Uh, Tetra Hearing and Instagram at Tetra Hearing, so you can kind of watch, you know, what we're doing from a, a, a social side, and um, 
we kind of try to walk this line between, you know, entertaining and educational and enlightening and engaging and all those big E words that everyone's shooting for. So, but man, the big thing is like, this is the, like, this is the company Like you can call and talk directly to, to myself. Um, David's pretty much full-time in clinic now. It's kind of hard to get him. And so, um, but we got a whole team full of, of kind of experts that, We'll just sit and and hear more. We'll, we'll we like to hear more about your experiences. Um, we we've heard some of the best turkey hunting stories in the last couple of weeks. Uh, but we'll we will do where, whatever we need to do to 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 meet your needs. And um, we have everything is uh, we have a very very we've already won a couple of big awards from guns and ammo and NRA on, on our universal fit. Cause that's again, a, a very new, new We've got about 3,500 devices out in the field. And we're, we're somewhere between a 96 and 97% um, universal fit rate. But that being said, we also make an, an awesome line of custom products. And so uh, you can get an ear impression. You send that uh, ear impression to us and, about 35%, 36% of our of our orders are still custom. Um, even though, man, you could you could listen to this podcast, you know, and go on, you know, the website tonight when it's quiet in your house, do a hearing test, place the order. We would see it tomorrow morning. We'd probably get it programmed and full testing done. Uh, it will be within 24 hours if it's not within that same day, and we ship it, and you have it in two days. And right now, everyone is burning us up. You know, Missouri opens on this date. Can you get it to me in time? Or Kentucky's opening up in two weeks. Can we get it? Yeah, it's on its way. FedEx so. and stuff these days, it might not be your fault if it doesn't make it. <laughs> oh, don't get me going, Cameron. I, yeah. I, I could tell you more stories. I bet. Uh, actually, uh, it, I think it was probably when you were coming back from Utah – because it was probably about the same time that we got pounded with all that snow here in Tennessee, right? Yeah, that's exactly um, why we couldn't be back. And, yeah, and uh, during the during a, a five day stretch, I was back and forth out to the airport to the UPS port at uh, the Nashville airport seven times before wow. I finally got the shipment that that I was dying to get. And um, and it was a different. It's not you. I I realize when the world gets turned upside down, they're all scurrying, and they they did a good job to help, but like good lord like you try to explain that to 30 customers who are dying to get product you know? yeah seriously it's always the uh, the company's fault not the not the delivery folks yeah, exactly but, man I, I really appreciate you coming on and and telling us about your product and something that i believe is going to be a true revolution for many people and i hope anybody who may be struggling to hear turkey's gobble will give you all a a look because i know for me i couldn't put a price on being able to hear him gobble again i literally couldn't so whatever price you do charge for him it's too cheap <laughs> <laughs> well uh again that's the other part is we want to make it accessible and and yeah. and affordable uh, i've yeah. been i've well, been on the opposite side uh of, of hearing care that is not affordable for way too many and uh, that's a that's an absolute core value yeah, and, um, well, and, I think anybody you know, listening to this can can tell your heart is in the right place with this, and seems like a company I definitely hope everybody will get out and support. Yeah, no doubt. Well, I, I'm I'm going to be putting an order in myself because you know I I like I said I don't want to be 
and and I know I'm going to continue to lose some hearing, but I don't want to lose it any more than I already have any quicker than what I've done. And so, you know, if I can get to age 70, 75 and not have to wear hearing aids full time by protecting my hearing while I'm out in the woods, that's I'll consider that a victory all day long. And, you know, you're uh, I've been online and looked at the cost of your product and my hearing's well worth that cost. So, you know, I'm, uh, it's, it's an investment I don't believe that I could stand not to make. Well, and it just it wasn't part of the conversation, you know, 5, 10, 20 years ago. Right. And um, yeah. and again, while it's it's a technology based, it's it's really more it's 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 a people based company. And because, um, man, I'm, I can't tell you I, I will be I'll be right there celebrating with you if, if you're 75 and and getting by fine and stimulating your brain, Andy, at 75 without a hearing aid. Um, because we, no matter how good the engineers are, we just can't replace, uh, what the original engineer gave us, right? Like we just can't. And, uh, and, and on top of that, there's, there's this concept that, you know, that hearing loss is just inconsequential part of aging. It's just malarkey and it's just, it's just BS. There's, it, it, it absolutely leaves a scar and, um, um, and that's man. That's what we're here to do uh, is is to is to to make that easier and still make the passions that we love to do. Uh, and you guys are right smack dab, right smack dab of it of, of just you know in the turkey wheelhouse. So we are here. You both guys, you, you now know a guy. Um, so so please and 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 uh, and I'll say that to everyone who's listening. Um, you now know a guy. So you know, give us a call. Awesome. You either get William or Bill or. David or Matt or Julie on the phone, um, we'll, we'll hold your hand and walk you through it as much as, as much as you want. Awesome. That's awesome. Bill, thank thank you. you so much for coming on again. We really appreciate it. Yes, absolutely. All right, guys, well, send me, uh, send, send me some picks. Uh, I'd like to see the victory picks. So keep me, let's keep it, <laughs> let's keep up to date. Um, and have a, have a great season. Okay. You do All the right. same. Stay safe out there as well. All right. All right. Thanks for everything. Thanks, Bill. All right. Have a great here, night. Here the month. Yes, sir. I think I could ask him questions all day long. Yeah, we're yeah. going to have him back on the show because, yeah. you know, this was the introductory episode with Tetra and we got to talk a lot about the product and, you know, some intricacies with the ear for sure. But I want to have him on and talk about the different frequencies of turkey gobbling and maybe try to dive into why can some people not hear drumming? You know, I, yeah. I'd love to know that, like what the reasoning is there, because I know people that can hear, like my brother can hear gobbles further than I can, but I'll literally be vibrating to the drumming. He's so close drumming and he doesn't hear a thing. I mean, it's the craziest thing to me. I mean, it's, I can't understand it. And why that, to me, drumming is a learned sound almost. Like you have to learn to listen to it. And I'd like to hear how and why that's the case because it just fascinates me how that i guess vibration evades some people well and i want to dig in a little deeper with him about the science behind hearing loss because what i have noticed because there are really i'm going to i'm going to throw my mom in this but she can hear better than my dad but they they both have hearing loss and 
my mother-in-law is probably the worst of the bunch. So I have three people who are near and dear to me who suffer from hearing loss that I'm around quite often. And it's interesting to me how they can hear my voice, lower, deeper voice, better than they can my wife's voice, higher pitch voice. And so, you know, I'm, I'm interested in, in picking on him about that because when I hunt with Chip, my buddy Chip, who is pretty bad off with his hearing, he has a hard time hearing turkey gobble, but he can hear drumming at, well, just as far as I can, wow. 75, 80, 85 yards. Yeah, that, that's crazy. I didn't, I did not know that. Yeah. Yep. And he can pinpoint the direction of drumming. Every time I hear a turkey drum, he sounds to me like he's more to the left than he really is. Hmm. I struggle with if he's in front, sometimes it sounds like he's behind, like total opposite sometimes to me. (laughs) Wow. That's crazy. It is. I mean, drumming is just nuts, but it's usually the first like two times I hear drumming, I can't pinpoint it. And then I'll like hone in and be really like, I'll close my eyes and listen kind of thing. And I can put it right on it. Mm. So, you know, cause that first initial drum is just kind of like, Whoa, was that, was that what I thought it was? You know? <laughs> and it's like, goes again. You're like, yep, that was it. Yeah. But yeah. There's a lot of really cool stuff we can ask him. And Chip was somebody I thought of that, man, we, we need to get him some Tetra. He needs them. Yeah. No Prime doubt. candidate. No doubt about it. I, I told him about them about this time last year. And he said, yeah, I've, I've heard about them. He said, you know, I've got these other hearing aids mm-hmm. that I bought that just don't, you know, they, they made promises of this and promises of that, and they just don't do it. But yeah. Tetra is a completely different product. He needs know. to try them out because yeah. this guy's like a true scientist of hearing, and they literally have developed a product turkey specific you know so it, it i think for him it would be a game changer yeah i as i mentioned in the interview i talked to a guy that had tried out tetra and he doesn't have any hearing problems and he could not believe he just could not believe the difference yeah well uh, and i said it in the interview and i'm dead serious i'm gonna pick up a pair i mean the, that's one of the things that i really like about and I didn't say it in the interview, but you guys listen to the show. If you've listened to it for any length of time, you know you know I have Walker game ears, and they're a fine product. But one thing that I really like about them, especially for deer hunting, is the suppression of sound of the gunshot. And you know I just I can't use my walkers during turkey season because they blow my eardrums out when I run a call. Yeah. And so to be able to suppress my calling like bill was saying but amplify the sounds that the gobbler is making and then suppress a gunshot man that's cool and that's a game changer for me that's worth the money that is right but you know what else is worth the money i do (laughs) anything and everything from the real cajun market it is it is so real cajun market they are the sponsors of the Turkey Hunter podcast. They are near and dear to our heart with their leader, Cullen Lord. And it is sausages, all different varieties. I mean, you just can't believe the concoctions this guy comes up with. He's a chef. They got boudin, they got andouille, they got jalapeno and pineapple and Agent rosemary. Sausage, like garlic. I have in there. 
fridge yeah. right now. Rosemary, garlic. I mean, they got everything over there. Real Cajun Market. You get it delivered to your door in a package that keeps it cold. It's pre-cooked. You can throw it in the microwave if you want to. You can eat it cold. It's already cooked, safe to eat, ready to go. I carry it on my camping trips while I'm turkey hunting so that I can just throw it in a skillet, heat it up, and I have a fantastic dinner. I really suggest y'all go check that out. And the way you do that, is that still by calling his wife? That is correct. They're still working on their digital ordering process and trying to work through a few glitches on that. So the e-commerce thing they're still working on. So call Ann Lord at 678-471-1150. 678-471-1150 and place your order with them. And you're not going to be disappointed in this. I mean, this is very high quality product. It's grilling season. It's turkey season. It's time to eat some meat. Yeah, seriously, check it out. Real Cajun Market. We'd really appreciate it. He's sponsoring the show, and we need you guys to support our sponsors. So we're asking you, I mean, really, you're doing us a grand favor by ordering some insanely good sausage. So I think you'll be... yourself a favor, too. (laughs) That's what I'm saying. (laughs) I'm sorry you got to do this, but go get you a box of freaking good sausage. Let, Let me get my tiny violin out. Yeah. 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 And I'd like to give the favor of the week this week before we wrap it up. Please. Turkey season's open in most of our southern states at this point. There's some states out west. I want to see some dead turkey pictures. So if you're a listener to this show and you have harvested a turkey this year or been with somebody who has, or you've got a cool picture of a turkey that you saw in a field, send it to us over social media and tag us. So you can tag me on Instagram at the Gobfather, just like the movie, but with a B instead of the D, 49. The Gobfather 49. You tag me in a post or in your story with a picture of your turkey. I'll share it to mine if you do that. Or you can tag the Turkey Hunter podcast is on Instagram or find our page on Facebook and go check that out. Tag us with your kill or something interesting that may happen to you during turkey season this year so far we want to see what's going on with you guys we we enjoy knowing our listeners and seeing their success yes indeed i have one other favor to ask of everybody oh two favors of the week yep be safe period the end so very good let's wrap this thing up and i'm gonna put some food in my belly yeah man take me a little nap get up in the morning and get after it yeah get zach a bird good luck to y'all Take us home. Thank you guys so much for tuning in this week. We know that you have choices. We appreciate you spending your time with us. We hope you have a wonderful week, and we look forward to seeing you again next week. Goodbye. Goodbye. Thanks for tuning in. You were just listening to the Turkey Hunter podcast. If you enjoyed the show, please go on over to iTunes and leave a five-star review. And make sure to head over to www.iamturkeyhunting.com to subscribe for free turkey hunting tips, tactics, strategies, and product reviews to help you have a more successful turkey season. And stay tuned for upcoming episodes on hunting afternoon birds, how to film your hunt, and the breeding cycle of hens, as well as some guest interviews. Thanks again for listening. We know your time is valuable, and we appreciate you sharing some of it with us. See you next week.